Welcome back to Casa Talk Chronicles, the podcast where we detail the people, the places, and heritage of Southwest Arkansas, and what makes this corner of the state such a great place to visit and call home. I'm your host, Patrick Massey. First off, wow, thanks to all of y'all for the love y'all are giving the podcast through your comments and interaction on our Facebook page. And that was just for the pilot episode. We haven't even started this trip down the Casa Talk. Secondly, I want to give our title sponsor to Queen Auto Group and also Southwest Arkansas Panhandlers for their help in getting together a little Casa Talk Chronicles giveaway this past week. I am recording this before the announced winner, so I'm not sure yet who to congratulate, but I hope they enjoy the prize, a five-piece set of brand new cast iron cookware. That giveaway came just in time for Arkansas's fall camping season and perhaps replacing those Martha Stewart pots and pans you keep at Deer Camp that you got for next to nothing that one time at a yard sale and now double as a source of hilarity for your hunting buddies. I hope you caught my shameless free plug for Southwest Arkansas panhandlers there. That's actually a little cast iron buy, sell, and restore outfit my wife and I operate from our home and out of a booth at Shirley's, a very nice antique shop, flea market, resale shop, and historic downtown to Queen. You'll probably learn real fast through this podcast that I like history and I like cooking. Old cast iron cookware is like both of those things wrapped up into one really heavy chunk of metal. We've restored pieces nearly 100 years old, and there's just something, well, I guess you could say inspiring about cooking in a piece that graced someone's wood stove generations ago. So, okay, before we go down any further tangents, let's get to today's conversation. For this episode, we're heading up to the northern end of Cossatot country into the rugged Washita Mountains. Now you might notice I'm pronouncing Washita differently than I did last week and every other time I've ever pronounced this Indian word. That's because I finally learned how to, thanks to some patient instruction by today's guest, Shelly Alston. Shelly owns the Blue Zipline and farm in the mountains around Mina. It's an absolutely gorgeous stretch of land and has been in her family for over 100 years. It's one of Arkansas's relatively few century farms, farms that have passed ownership from one generation to the next within the same family for at least one century. Very, very cool. The Blue Zipline and Farm is a working cattle ranch, but Shelley has done something very different with it. She's turned it into a whole event venue with concerts, camping, and you guessed it, ziplines. But Shelley and I really sat down to discuss an event she hosts that is marking its fourth year in existence and seeing a whole lot of popularity, the Ouachita Bigfoot Festival and Conference. This year's festival will be held September 22nd and 23rd. I wanted to make this one of my first topics because the event, well, it's coming up soon. And secondly, because there's a lot of folks who have spent a whole lot of time in the Washita's here in Cossatod country, people who've come away with stories of something primitive lurking those woods and those mountains, something big, something hairy, something named Bigfoot. There's hardly a place on earth where the legend of a big bipedal ape-like creature doesn't exist from Bigfoot and Sasquatch to the Yeti and Yowie. Everyone has a tale about them. In the extreme southwest corner of Arkansas, we all know the tales of the Falk Monster and the legend of Bucky Creek. It's a fun tale even if you don't believe in Bigfoot's existence. Personally, I'm a little on the fence about the legend, but I've definitely had an encounter or two I can't just easily explain away. But one thing I can say for sure, though, is that the Washita Bigfoot Festival is a great time and, as you'll hear, for a great local cause as well. 
Mrs. Cossatot Chronicles and I have gone each year and yes, we'll definitely be there again this year. It's a beautiful location, a family-friendly good time. It's got plenty of stuff for everyone and also the hardcore Bigfoot aficionados out there. We love it and that's why I should stop right here and go ahead with our interview with Shelly. Today, it's my pleasure to speak with Shelly Austin of the Blue Zipline and Farm located just outside of Mena, nestled in western Arkansas among the beautiful Ouachita Mountains. First off, Shelly, thank you so much for taking some time to meet with me today. We've had sick babies. We've had broke down vehicles. I feel like the stars are finally aligning for us to meet today. Hey, I am so glad to finally be here. But yes, we've had some issues with yeah, sick babies. Uh, vehicle issues so hey we finally got together and that just means it's it's all going to be worth it before we get into the topic of today's discussion i want to talk a little bit about you shelly and your farm i just realized the other day uh that the blue and and the blue can i call it can i call the farm that the blue yes we are the blue the blue all right perfect that's gonna make things so much easier here but the blue is actually an arkansas century farm and now for any listeners out there who are not familiar with this designation this is a statewide program recognizing family-owned farms here in arkansas that can trace their origins back at least a century and still within the same family that is such a cool recognition given the importance of agriculture in a rural state like ours and obviously the rich heritage that it signifies shelly i would love to hear a little bit about uh, first yourself uh, and then maybe the farm and definitely its history all right oh my gosh about myself i was born and raised here i moved away for 18 years moved back in 2008 um and i actually used to work here at the radio station where we are currently recording kena i've done a lot of stuff i've done worn many hats uh, mainly uh events promotions 17 years and that's uh, I believe that's really helped me quite a bit with uh, putting these events together that we have at the farm, uh, whether it be concerts, festivals, um, different camping events, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, I, I love what I do. Uh, I started the zip line as a way I could work at home and still be near my dad. And plus, I love the outdoors. I, I'm not one to be stuck in a cubicle all the time. Uh, but, you know, be, being outside, uh, I've got my dogs, you know, so we've got seven dogs right now. Um, and they make it fun, interesting. I get to meet people from all over the United States sure. uh, with the zip lines and, and, the, and the festivals. Uh, this year, we've got uh, people coming from all over and really looking forward to that. And, you know, we talk about the farm. It's been in my family since 1897 when my great-great-grandparents, George and Franny Wyatt, homesteaded it. Your great-great-grandparents. So this, yes. this is your, your, your grandparents' grandparents at this point, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, That's and, super cool. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, hey, no, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, you know, when you think about that, you think about in those times when they were living there, there were no cars. It, w- it was horse, wagon, walk. And you know, there's barely a railroad through here at, at that point, I imagine. You know? I, I think there was, you know, what Mina was founded uh, a year before that. A year before then, 1896. yeah. 1896. Yeah. I think um, to Queen right at that, maybe even a year after. Uh, so in any case, yeah. But yeah, so everything's like, you know, brand new. Um, people moving into these parts, uh, doing the, the homesteading, which is 160 acres. 
Um, but we've got the the main part, and we've got all the the acreage, the river frontage that we've added onto it. And uh, I, I love the place. There's so many nooks and crannies, mm. uh, ridges, fields. Uh, of course, we've got the river through there, Irons Fork River. Um, and oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Every once in a while, I'll find some some old wagon parts, what have you, different stuff that I know is from that time. And uh, they're buried at uh, Concord Cemetery there in Ink. Um, so you know, I, I go there and I look, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know this person. I'm related to that person. You know, I've looked at the family tree, and it's like half the people in that cemetery I'm related wow. to. Wow. Uh, but you know, so it's such a personal connection to history. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't change a thing. Hmm. Uh, I just hearing the stories. Uh, I just am totally in love with my heritage. I love it. You, you've talked about the uh, the blue, the farm. Now this is a, a working. This is a working cattle ranch, right? So it, it is Black Angus. A Black Angus. So I, I have to ask, you know, where this idea to take a working cattle ranch and turn it into—I don't want to call it a tourist attraction, but a venue, an event center, uh, just a place to be. Uh, I, I, I'm really interested to know how that how that process developed. Well, I've I've always been interested in odd things, other than than cattle, uh, but sustainable building, gardening, love gardening, love the outdoors. Um, I started doing workshops on building with Cobb. And I, I, at the time when I was offering those, I was like one of uh, only six uh, places in the country that, that actually taught that. So we had people here for, um, I know, like Illinois, Tennessee, Louisiana, uh, Oklahoma, and of course around Arkansas. And, and, and this is what now? I'm sorry? Cobb. It is similar to Adobe, but instead of bricks... Uh, you're just putting this mud substance, which okay. is a clay and sand mixture. Then you add got plenty of that around here. Add <laughs> straw to it, and not hay, but actual straw. Um, and you start building it on top of your great foundation. So you need to have a you know ample foundation. Um, I'd say a foot high because it's mud. Um, so you want to make sure it doesn't get wet. You have a good foundation, good roof, and and they'll last for hundreds of years. Wow, that is very cool. So you just kind of got into a couple of these, um, I guess as a way just to, again, keeping heritage, keeping a legacy, keeping right. some of the old ways alive, and uh, and yeah. it just kind of snowballed from there? It, it did. Uh, you know, had started having more gatherings out there and other people coming out doing d- their camping. So we started doing the camping. And that's really big for city folks, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. Uh, they, we we get a lot of city folks. Yeah, they'll arrive with every kind of camping gadget you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they have fun. glamping, right? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hey, we've actually had glamping out there: queen size mattresses, king size beds. You know, um, and you know, tables, lamps, refrigerator, heater, AC. But uh, we're, we're not currently doing that right now, but we're going to be getting back into quickly that. getting to a point in my life where glamping isn't just something I make fun of anymore. Like, I know. It, I'm hey, going to embrace it. I am going to embrace it before long. But. It is. I mean, hey, I went out in those tents, and, you know, it's 95 degrees. Mm-hmm. You step into one of those tents. It is so cool. It's yeah. just refreshing. So, yes, I'm a big fan of glamping. So anybody that wants to go, more power to you. No and, judgment, oh, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, uh, this is this is just very cool stuff. So let's move on um, 
just for me personally, the really exciting part of our conversation. That's the big event you got coming up. The 2023 Awashita Bigfoot Festival and Conference going to be held September 22nd, 23rd at the Blue. I believe this is your fourth year to host this the event. This is our fourth year. Now, you may want to delete this part, but are you pronouncing it Owashita? I, I try to go, uh, Washita. 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 Yeah. Washita. Washita. It is a French spelling of an Indian name. When you have an O and a U, makes the W sound. I'm going to keep this in because uh, I know we're going to have a, probably a few listeners from just across the western border okay. of Arkansas. Are you familiar with how they pronounce it over there? Uh, I've heard them say Washita, so I don't know. Owachita. Oh, a cheetah. Oh, a cheetah. Oh, a I've heard cheetah. before. But yeah, well. So I'm going to go Washita seems the seems the most correct. It yeah. is. Yes, yes. Okay. So uh, so fourth year for the event. This is our fourth year. Did you anticipate this? Did, was this gonna, when you started this one uh, back in, I guess that would have been 2020. 2020, during uh, COVID. During COVID. Wow. Well, we'll have to get back to that for a second. But when you did this, was it just like a, a hey, let's just have fun one summer uh, or uh, or fall? I guess it technically is fall at that point. Or did you really imagine this kind of being like a new annual tradition for the area? I, d- I did not view it being an annual event. Uh I get people all the time, hey, when's the next festival? When's the Bigfoot Festival? And so we're like, hey, yeah, we're going to keep on doing it. My wife and I, uh, we, uh, for for the last 10, 12 years, we've had an event uh, the same weekend as Mm -hmm. the Bigfoot Festival. The last four years, we stopped going to that one just to go to this because this is how cool it is so um and speaking of her you know i i was i was talking to her and and um we've been to the past three it's an event uh we absolutely love we can't wait to experience this year's conference and festival i thought we could talk about some of the different events and activities in just a bit because i can't help but think that you don't host a bigfoot themed festival without being really interested in the subject yourself. So Absolutely. let's start there. Where did the idea to do this come from, Shelley? Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, you know what? Sweet Thanks. Ariel here just brought me coffee. She's and, great, isn't she? Oh, yeah. It looks like there's sugar and plenty of creamer in there. All right. She knows how you like it. Oh, my gosh. I'm taking her home with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is good stuff. Now, what was the question again? The question, um, why did you start a Bigfoot conference festival? Oh, my event? gosh. You know, we had a lot of, we've had sightings out there for years and years. And you say, hey, Shelly, did you see Bigfoot? Yes, I did. Um, I was about 10, 11 years old, and I saw this big eight-foot-tall creature that uh, did not have a snout. It was shaped more like, you know, Bigfoot proportionate-wise with, you know, legs and stuff. So it was not a bear. I know what a bear looks like. Mm. This has, you know, lot longer legs where when a bear stands up on their hind legs, they vir- they're look, look like they're, what, three inches long or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so and they don't walk real far on right, just their hind legs. Right. And um, you know, so I, I knew what this was. Mm. Um, and... Man, I, I don't think I saw anything again until after I moved back in 2008. At least they're on the farm. And I've seen some other things along the interstate driving at night um, that, you know, like, what was that? You know, mm. of course you know what it was. Yeah. You know, you think, that's a Bigfoot. <laughs> um, but, oh, gosh, man, a lot of people coming out there, they're seeing stuff. Uh, the campers, 
I mean, there's nothing going on, Bigfoot, nothing said, no signs that say Bigfoot. And they come back and tell you, hey, we had something out there last night. Or I like the ones that said, uh, now these are these girls were from the city. He said, oh, there are two cows out there hiding behind trees. And when we look at them, they jump behind the trees really quick. Yeah. Cows like, don't jump real quick. No, do they? they don't care if you look at them or not. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, cows are funny. <laughs> you know, but, but everybody's kept on saying, hey, you need to do a Bigfoot festival. And after hearing that, I don't know, a dozen times, okay. Wow. We'll do a Bigfoot festival. So you you already been taking some folks out there to kind of have the experience a little bit. Is that yes. right? Okay. So, wow. So this is just just a natural transition. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally, I've, I've long been fascinated uh, with the subject of Bigfoot myself. I'm going to be honest, I'm a bit of a skeptic about a lot of things, a, a, including Bigfoot. But I'm also very open to the possibility. And uh, personally, I hope the legend is true. And then I've also had a few experiences that I just can't scientifically or rationally explain but nonetheless i I think everyone has to agree there is something that is just so interesting so um mystical and you know a little terrifying too oh yeah absolutely the legend of bigfoot so uh you know and, and about the unknown in general right um i think about him every time i camp in the woods having seen the washington bigfoot festival or haven't been to it excuse me and uh, and the conference and and I've seen it grow uh, these last few years. It seems every year it's just gotten a little bigger. Have a few more speakers, a few more different events going on, and, and then with this year looking like uh, uh, going on your website and looking at some of the itinerary itinerary and the schedule of events, this is going to be bigger than ever. The 2023 festival. Yes. Um, I do wonder what your take is on the fascination of Bigfoot. Um, why this idea is so popular? You know, you know why it draws in so many people to the legend. People love a good mystery. They do. They like to be scared. They like to, um, they, they like to rub shoulders with one another. Say, hey, are there other people like me? They get together. They go out and they look for this evidence. Of course, everybody wants to be able to say, hey, we saw one. You know, they want to get it on film. It is so hard to get something like that on film because sure. they are so unexpected. Um, I've got a photo on my phone that was quite interesting, but I was out, I was metal detecting one day. and Out on the blue? And yeah, yeah. And way, way out in the woods, though, and the dogs were running uh, deer. And, I, yeah, I don't know. Now I've gotten off the subject. I'm going back. No, I, I love it. Hey, I, mean, yeah. um, I was metal detecting, and I'm, like, in the middle of, like, nowhere on the property. And there are three dogs with me. I think one's my Shih Tzu, one's Leroy. He's like a pit mix. Can't remember what the other dog, but the hounds were running back and Shih forth. Shih Tzu, probably the meanest of the bunch, huh? Yeah, he's yeah. the boss. Yeah, he's the boss. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, they, uh, something broke up their race. One of the dogs, we, her name is Lily. She is half bloodhound and half golden retriever. Absolutely wonderful dog. She does the lassie thing. When there's something you need to see, she'll come and get you and let you know. <laughs> well, so she did did the lassie thing, and she's looking at me, and she's looking back, you know, uh, down the the creek, well, Irons Fork River. I've always called it a creek, and I will continue to call sure, it a creek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, hey, you know, looking that way and doing her whining, and and so I messaged one of my friends, which is my squatching partner, Udell Head. 
Um, I don't know if you remember Udell at the last uh, conference. I, uh, yes, ma'am, I sure yeah, do. Yeah, used to be with the Mena Police Department. He's retired from that. He's and, kind of known in the in the community as well. Absolutely, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, now he's a train engineer, so he okay. drives the trains. So, um, And he's like, well, hey, run that way really quick and stop. And if it's nearby, it's probably going to run away from you. But if you stop real quick, you can hear its footprints. I'm like, okay. Well, of course... It's so full of vines and briars. You can't do that. You have to, like, step over. And you know, if I tried running, I'm going to fall flat on my face. Mm-hmm. I walk The woods out. here are like jungles. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100% jungle. And I, I walked out about 150 feet, something like that. And I just took some pictures. The uh, next day, I'm looking at these photos. And I, I zoomed in. And I'm like, well, what is that behind these vines and maybe like a little um, sapling and you can see two eyes Mm. looking right at you huh yeah and that was but you know you could see the shadow of something Mm. squatted and later on I looked at the photo and there's a small tree probably about four or five inches in diameter maybe six there is a hand that is reaching from behind and like gripping that tree holding so it's squatted and the hand is on this tree now I went back Mm. and looked there was nothing dark there, just vines and some leaves and stuff. But um, yeah, mm. no, no creature. So and took another photo. I'm like, yeah, that that's normal looking. That's there's nothing behind this. No, no darkness. You know, and looking for those folks who maybe not uh, familiar with the Washington National Forest. I mean, you, this is a huge expanse of of just wildland and so much of it just uncharted unexplored no humans ever walk through it you know or at least maybe not since the days of the native americans you know Mm -hmm. uh that uh let's say if i was a bigfoot um that's where i would hide right Mm -hmm. down here just right over there (laughs) you know Uh, we went uh we went hiking me and a friend of mine kenneth canada who's actually going to be one of the speakers at the the conference uh we hiked over these like this mountain irons fork mountain over to the south side of irons fork lake where people have said you know they've seen stuff something's been out there throwing rocks at people mm-hmm. when they're out there in the boats we known for its activity out there yeah mm-hmm. we went to places where no man has ever been before well i know my grandpa was because he uh was went up there squirrel hunting uh and there's some stories there back uh, back in the day that uh he used to tell um but it was so rugged Nothing. There's no trails. Mm. There, there's briars, some briars, but just the rocky. There, there's no trail. It's not. Hey, I'm gonna go hiking. You don't go this route. But we went that route, and I got any kind of hiking bug out of my system that day. We did <laughs> six point three miles. Yeah. Um, once we made it back some to the rugged house, country, then there. we had to go find the truck and then then bring it back. Um, but absolutely gorgeous country but there are some areas there it's like this is magical there are plants growing there that i have never seen in my life mm-hmm. uh, bigfoot activity we saw something maybe some trees but um uh the ground was so hard and but you can see where it looked like something had walked through there not like deer because uh, you know they'll leave kind of indention but something big and flat mm. had been you know, pressing on the ground as it continually walks this trail over the, the months and years. Sounds like the land that time forgot. Uh, yeah, oh and, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I think we could talk about this and the in the in the legend um, 
all day long and we still got a few points we really got to hit on and specifically this festival itself uh, because i'm hoping everybody that listens to this is going to be able to make it out uh, because it's such a great event um like i said my wife and i just we just we ain't gonna miss it um and, and and here's something for maybe the more skeptical listeners you don't have to believe in bigfoot to have a good time that weekend. I think we really got to stress that. I'm looking at your website, um, and I'll, I'm going to add all this to our show notes as well. So uh, link to the website, any other media you would like people to check out. I don't know if you do Twitter X or whatever that thing's called nowadays. Uh, but there really is going to be something for everybody here. Absolutely. We've got a rock concert. Uh, we have a Lee Shively Band, and they are really, really good. They're out of Louisiana. And they have a great sound. They've got some original stuff and then some cover stuff. So if you like, yeah, like Leonard Skinner, yes. Led Zeppelin kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. And but the opening band uh, is almost guilty. Now they are five kids out of Saline County, like over around Bryant, Benton area. Uh, they're like two fifteen-year-olds, two sixteen-year-olds, and one twenty-year-old. So they do, you know, a lot of cover stuff, some rock. Um, they got passion. And some uh, 90s uh, stuff. So it's not all old rock and roll. Sure. So we're going to have some, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, and A little 2000s. Cardi B maybe. And I'm sorry. Oh, probably. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I don't yeah, know, I'm kidding. Man. I'm kidding. I, I, mean, I hope not. I hope we're very selective on that. Yeah. Family friendly. We'll yes, family yeah. Family friendly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got the concerts. Uh, we got a Bigfoot de- decorating contest we got um hairiest man contest hairiest uh, man yes take your shirt off we want to see that hairy back i if you decide to have an unhairiest man contest i would win that i guarantee you all right so you're gonna have that you're gonna have a pet costume contest yeah traditional pet costume contest and dress your pet up like bigfoot now you can't really just go out and buy a pet costume that looks like bigfoot there's some kind of chewbacca stuff out there make your own Buy some hairy material, some of that brown blanket, or buy a stuffed animal there at the thrift store. Yeah. You know, Hollow cut it, it out. out and, and, heck yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, we got an 18-month-old at the house. She, I, I look at her. She acts like a Sasquatch. Might as well make her look like one a little <laughs> bit. So, uh, Well, this is great. So, so much stuff. Um, uh, and obviously, the conference going to have some, some, some great speakers. Let's get to that in, in, in just a second. But uh, you got camping out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have, we're gonna have uh, outdoor kind of flea mall, uh, uh, which you've had in years past, right. uh, uh, food vendors. Of course, zip lines. I imagine. Yeah, you the get, zip lines will zip be open. Lines. That's super cool. All right. This is a good place to take a break from this interview and hear from our next sponsor, Smartphone EMT. Imagine this scene. You're walking towards your front door, one arm full of groceries, another holding on to your young child. Then your phone rings. It's that important work call you've been waiting for all day. You can't miss it. You fumble to get your phone out of your pocket. And that's when you realize you can't do three things at once. You hold on to the child, you save the groceries, but your phone, slip, fall, shatter. Sounds familiar? Well, it's exactly what happened to me the other day. Now, I could have tossed the phone, lost all my contacts, lost all those photos of my daughter, that important text message I hadn't responded to just yet, and went on to buy another. But instead, I went to Smartphone EMT to have my phone fixed like new. And with locations in Dequeen, Arkansas, Broken Bow, Oklahoma, and Texarkana, Texas, finding a smartphone EMT location couldn't have been more convenient. Esteban Ochoa and Smartphone EMT's experienced crew of technicians specialize in both Apple and Samsung products, including iPhones, iPads, 
all models of galaxies, as well as PC and MacBook repair, virus removal, custom builds, setup, and much more. Come see for yourself why Smartphone EMT has an established reputation for quality repair and fun customer service. Smartphone EMT is locally owned, people-oriented, and the area's best for smartphone and iPad repairs. Find out more about Smartphone EMT at SmartphoneEMT.com or visit the Facebook page. Give them a call at any of their three locations or just stop by in person. Smartphone EMT is fixing broken phones and broken hearts. Let's go back maybe to our more hardcore Bigfoot aficionados mm-hmm. out there. Um, this event, it, it, it's a two, it has a two-day conference. Yes. Uh, we're we're going to get to hear a variety of field researchers, some speakers, others you have lined up who's going to speak about their own experiences mm-hmm. with Bigfoot. You said uh, Udell Head. Am I pronouncing his first name yes. right? Yeah, yes. Udell Head. Um, also, Dan uh, Nidralo. Uh, uh, n- n- Dan Nidrilo. Nidre- okay. I, I don't know. Dan. I always just uh, call him Dan. Yeah, Dan. Dan's yeah. going to be out there. Dan the man. Um, anything you want to tell us about uh, some of these folks you're going to have lined up uh, for the Dan is going to be uh, hails from Wisconsin. Now, he's been down at our place before when we had a little mini get-together back in 2020, I believe. He will be there, and uh, he's been... He does so much, and he's extremely bright, highly intelligent, so he can uh, explain about, like, uh, feet print uh, so, and animal behavior. Uh, anything pretty much wildlife, he knows. Um, the Bigfoot thing, he's been out. He's done some investigations, done some research. So he'll bring, like, the, some of the biology behind, uh, behind absolutely, Bigfoot. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and cool. he's also going to be bringing... Um, an exhibit with amphibians and reptiles. Oh yeah, so awesome. that'll be great. Kids will love that. I man, I'm a I'm a big fan of snakes. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people freak out when they see those. No, me, I'm picking it up. I'm gonna play with it unless it's like a copperhead or water moccasin. Sure, and those things can go. That's just smart, just to leave those alone. Yeah, <laughs> right. I still like to chase them off the road. The other day, I st- uh, uh, we got we got some property uh, just outside of DeQueen. I was heading out there. Um, the road used to be called Rattlesnake Road because of oh, wow. how many rattlesnakes were mm-hmm. on it. Well, I didn't see a rattlesnake that day. I saw a copperhead. But even even as nasty of a reputation as those have, I still got out of my truck. I scooted them off the road just in case somebody else. Because, you know, plenty of people, they see, it don't matter what, if they just see a snake, they're going to try to run it over. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I'll tell you just a very quick story about how um, you take care of nature. Nature will take care of you. I have uh, saved a rattlesnake or two in my life on that road and some others. And uh, uh, I'm not going to say how I did it because uh, it'd be best nobody even try this at home. Uh, but once uh, a friend of uh, a friend of mine and I, we were we were hiking the 14 mile Costot Quarter Trail mm-hmm. that uh, in Costot River State Park. Uh, we were going from the north end to the south, and um, <clears throat> at one point. It was getting real late. We had got a late start on the day. And unless you're just really trying to push through that thing, that is just a little bit more than what you can do in a day. But we did come prepared to camp out there at some point. And, and uh, perhaps not in a designated spot, but that's game words can come back to me on that. But um, in any case, we had to make our way across the river to find a decent spot to put our tent. When we made our way back. The river current was a lot higher. We didn't quite cross in the same spot. We had to end up hiking up a cliff a sheer cliff and you've been out there you know there's bluffs 100 foot bluffs left i mean all over the place out there we had to climb our way back up and at one point i put my hand up over a ledge 
and I grab what I instantly know is a snake, and it slithers out from under me. When I peek, when I finally get my eyes above the the ledge, I see it's a big old timber rattler just sitting up there. That guy could have bit me. I'd have been done. That, I wouldn't be talking to you right now about mm-hmm. this. Uh, that would that would be. We were, I mean, hours away from a vehicle or cell phone service or anything. But uh, um, that's what my buddy said. He said all them rattlesnakes that you've helped out in the past. They word got around. They were talking to their buddies, and this one just knew. Oh, that's old yeah. Patrick right there. I won't bite him. But mm-hmm. uh, any case, all right. Well, um, that's my quick aside on that. So, uh, so that's awesome. We've got the not just a festival, whole conference. Uh, let's just hit hit on a couple more points real quick before we wrap this up. Am I right that you are uh, that you'll be offering some nighttime squatching expeditions again this we year? We will. Yes, both Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, we've got our mini expeditions. And we're going to be taking out four groups, 10 people per group, um, to be able to get in on one of these. Uh, you need to be at the festival. Uh, we've got a sign-up sheet that um, will start that morning when, our, when the festival opens. So I think, well, noon on Friday. But you can't take everybody, can't, right? It's can't take everybody. It's the first 40 people that sign up on the sign-in sheet. And that is... Uh, it's squatchy out there. Now, we had, did have something out there the first year uh, that I've got uh, a squatch dog. Her, actually, her name is Sasha. Is this the Shih Tzu still? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, now, this is, she's a lab mix, and she's so smart. Uh, but she will, she'll let you know when something's around. And whatever mm-hmm. it was, it was just off the trail that we had just been been up this trail, and we were did our squatch and coming back. And whatever it was, was right throughout the side of the trail. And she's right in the lead. She sticks her nose up in there. She can smell something. All of a sudden, she takes off down to the trail to the left side. Whatever it was, you could hear it take off running. And it it had big feet. Yeah. You could hear the feet as, yeah. as they hit the ground really hard uh, running away. Wow. So, well, wow. um, see, I, I have a dog that lets me know when something's around by running away. Uh, <laughs> when, when I know the dog's not there, uh, I know that something's around yeah. and she's run away. But yeah, like, let me let me hit when I was uh, out in the woods and something broke up the dogs race. Yeah, yeah. When I, they didn't go with me. They they knew they better, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like uh, six dogs. They're like, no, we're staying right uh-uh. here. Yeah. Uh-uh. They're like, no, Shelly, you want to go out there and kill yourself? Fine. Oh my goodness, uh, we're staying right here. Don't ever underestimate the intelligence of a dog, all right? I That's mean, they right. know. They know. If a comet's about to hit, I'm pretty sure dog, even my dog, my little mm-hmm. the little worthless dog is going to know before I do. Yeah. But so um, so you you know that there's been some activity oh, yeah. in, in this yeah. spot, and you're going to take some folks out there. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, there's never been like a recorded attack on anybody by a Bigfoot, at least ne- as far as... And, and, if, and, if, and if someone was, they probably deserved it. I'll just say yeah. that. But yeah. uh, Well, you know, I tell you, one night I had one charge at me. Really? So, yeah, there was uh, one uh, up on the... And now you hold a Bigfoot festival. I do, yeah. <laughs> And I tell you what, the the howling, the the no, I say it howling, maybe yeah. call whatever it was yeah. doing, um, it was up on this high ridge, and I could hear this. And at first, I thought somebody was having a party somewhere, and then I turned my heater off where I could hear. This is a pretty loud heater. Uh, blower motor's awesome, um, and I'm like, well, that's some type of mammal, and whatever it is is big. And I I just stopped by my mailbox and I'm listening to this, 
And so now where I've stopped, it's over kind of back to my right. And, and I'm calling my mom and, and I'm like, hey, man, there is something out here. This is, this has got to be a Sasquatch. And then it stopped. But you know what the crazy thing is, which I noticed it, but it didn't uh, trigger, hey, Shelly, something's out there. Touched your car. You were curious, huh? Yeah, well, you know how, like, if somebody kind of bumps your car, there's a, just a little bit of a yeah, shake sure. to it? Yeah, Yeah. I'm so used to living with, like, maybe a dog or something. That happened, but it didn't register. Shelly, something's out there. And about a minute, two minutes later after that, something comes charging now from my left. And I've got the window down. And this is, I believe, like, September 2015 or 16. And it's around 9.30 at night. Um, it's, it's coming through the brush. And then there's high weeds. The weeds there were pretty high. Now I keep it all nice and mowed. Uh, but So I knew where it was. Brush, and I could tell when it got to the weeds. I lean away from my window, which is at that time completely down. <laughs> I start the car up, put it in drive. Now while still, still leaning over as far as I can, away from that open window. Sure. Put it in drive, go, and then turn the, the lights on. And I've still got the phone in my left hand, and I'm, my mom's like, what's wrong? You know, because I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and, oh, my goodness. And so, I, you know, I made it down to the house, but I was a little bit afraid to get out of the car. Sure. And, you know, my mom's sure. like, what's wrong? I'm like, it almost got me. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, Sasquatches, yeah, doing well, the know, charging and, thing. But, you know, I don't know if it actually reached in and touched my hair, you know, just got there and stopped. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I tell Well, the that charging, either. I've heard that before yeah. by Bigfoot. It's kind of a territoriality thing. They're not necessarily one to have a. It, you know have a tussle with you or anything they're just mm-hmm. uh they just uh they want to be the big man out there oh, in the absolutely. woods you know yeah. and you see uh, uh gorillas other other apes uh the great apes do that you know they'll charge and stop just before mm-hmm. they get to you you know it's a it's a sign of uh, a power last thing you wanted to do was just run away from them right mm-hmm. and uh, uh there i know i've seen some videos of a guy who just stands there as a silverback you know, six hundred pound silverback gorilla charges him, and it would just when it, he could he could reach out and touch his nose, he stops and turns around. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, more than I can do. But uh, uh, any case, um, uh, uh, moving on again here. You know, um, one thing I absolutely love about Arkansas. One of the things that I want to uh, that I want to take a lot of time to explore through this podcast uh, is, is that here in Arkansas, and, and especially rural areas like ours. Um, it's it's just how our communities come together to help those in need, and uh, in fact, that's one of the topics I, I want to explore through this podcast. As I just mentioned, I need to read my notes better here. Sorry, uh, but <laughs> the Washington Bigfoot Festival and conference is absolutely no different. Can we talk for a second about the school lunch fund and uh, the Humane Society of the Washitas and how this uh, event is trying to help those yeah, fantastic uh, organizations? Well, the pet costume contests, two dollar entry fee. That goes to the Humane Society. Uh, we uh, have our lunch fund, which we uh, do through our nonprofit, the Washtenaw Land Conservation Fund, which focuses on saving um, uh, burial grounds, historic lands, um, that sort of stuff. You know, just and keeps it uh, safe uh, from any type of development. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we do our school lunch fund through that, and that is for uh, 
kids in our local public schools in, in our area whose family is going through a financial hardship. So you've got kids that get free lunches, you've got kids that get reduced lunches, and some that pay full price. For those that are on a reduced and full price, you know, occasionally their families go through financial hardship and they have a hard time. As a kid in school, um, we didn't have a lot of money. There's time, several times, I didn't have lunch because there was no money. Um, and, you know, of course, it's a little embarrassing going through the lunch line and they ask you about, hey, you know, you got payment, you know, this week, you know, you're up to this and this. And um, so what we do is people can nominate uh, a child and it, it may be the whole family, you know, there may be three kids that are in public schools. Um, and then we'll go through that list and we will pick. And if we, the more funds we have, the more kids we can pick. Sure. And we will deposit $50 into that child's lunch account mm. well that is fantastic i mean um if, if for anybody unfamiliar with just the amount of food insecurity we have in, yes. our, in, in arkansas and, and this part of arkansas specifically i mean i've seen uh between st- statistics of one in three to one in four children you know or and, and families obviously too uh you know that uh are facing some kind of food insecurity and and that problem just gets worse during the summer spring break during mm-hmm. those times there's a lot of kids if it wasn't for that breakfast and lunch that they had at school uh they wouldn't have a meal and i'm, and I'm glad you mentioned too uh you know even the kids that are on reduced or full price with with the way things are this economy people mm-hmm. can uh, you never know when you might stumble into a financial hardship and mm-hmm. or it just right. it just gets thrown upon you you know so uh well that's well that's great and and as you mentioned the uh, the pet decorating costume with the proceeds to go to the washita uh, or the uh, humane society of the washita's hso mm-hmm. great organization i mean such a regional impact so yeah. I'll just say, Shelly, you, you charge about next to nothing to get into uh, this it, festival. Right. It, it's uh, $10, $10 for if you want the whole package. Yeah, the camping, concert. Yeah, if concert. you want just a day pass to the festival, which in, gets you everything except the concert and the movie and camping, it's, it, it's $2. Uh, $10 gets you everything. Yeah. And this year we've got that movie. The yeah. Bogman. Bogman. So this is uh, Mitch Lang is the director. Uh, this movie doesn't come out until October, and it's coming out like on everything. I think like even I've been uh, seeing. I don't know if there's a trailer. I d- d- there's definitely word out about this movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be on Netflix and HBO. It's going to be on everything else. Okay. Amazon uh, Prime, right? I believe is maybe where uh, I probably. Saw. I'll do some research into that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we get to see it early before everybody else. I love it. And then there's going to be question answer afterwards. Mitch Lang will be there, the director. They'll also have a booth set up, and they'll have the costume that was worn in the movie. So get your picture taken with the costume. Oh, cool. Um, you know, I just this is awesome. You know, when Mitch called me and, and said, "Hey, we want to come up," and it's like. Sweet, yeah, come on, Shelly. You leave no stone unturned with this festival and conference. I tell you, it sounds like you have thought about it all. And uh, I don't know. Uh, this is really exciting. And if I if if, if I want if I if I remember right, the Bogman might be a little bit more 
you know, you got the Yeti, the Abominable Snowman, the Sasquatch, the Bigfoot, uh, the Yahweh. There's so many names mm-hmm. for, for that biped, primitive bipedal creature roaming uh, the woods uh, across the world. Uh, down in my corner, we have the Falk Monster. And I know, mm-hmm. no disservice to the Bigfoot, but the Falk Monster is, uh, he, he, he can be pretty mean from what I understand. Hey, and you know, the Falk Monster is going to be at the festival. The Falk Monster is going to be at yeah. the festival. That's Keith Crabtree. That played the Bigfoot in The Legend of Boggy Creek. No, you know, uh, that 1972 cult classic film. Wonderful movie. Yep. He's going to be there. He's there every year. We just, we watched that one. We are, ever since I booked my tickets to, to the Washtenaw Bigfoot Conference and Festival, uh, my wife and I have just been in Bigfoot mode. Uh, we have watched three movies. We've mm-hmm. watched Legend of Big, uh, or Legend of, uh, uh, Boggy Creek Monster. The second one. I don't know if you ever seen the second one with uh, Charles B. Pierce. He also did the movie uh, The Town That Feared Sundown, I believe. It was about the Texarkana oh, yeah. serial killer back in the yes. 40s, right after World War yes. II. Uh, you know, very campy, very culty, terrible movies, uh, but so much fun mm-hmm. to watch, yeah. you know. And uh, um, we were looking on Amazon Prime and on Netflix. There's got to be a hundred different Bigfoot movies. That just goes to show you how fast. I think our culture and society mm-hmm. and folks really are in this phenomenon. And uh, um, but you know, I'm looking. Uh, we've been talking a good little while. This might be a great place to leave our discussion. But uh, but before we go, I'd be remiss if I did not ask you what the best way uh, for our listeners to learn more about the Washington Bigfoot Festival and Conference. And you know what? Also, how uh, they can be involved, whether that means as a vendor or a camper or or even a volunteer. I'm sure you could always use an extra hand. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we need volunteers. Uh, you know, whether it's the the least little thing running errands because i take during bigfoot festival season i lose a lot of weight because <laughs> you know i'm doing the work of about five or six people um but yeah they can help uh you know i don't care if it's picking up a weed eater or the mm. day of just running errands you know checking on vendors showing vendors where to go uh we've got our fishing derby this year so we need somebody to help you know do that we've got the pedal boats going you know helping kids in and out of the boat making sure they got their life jackets uh you know there's a lot of stuff that 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 people can help do and anybody that volunteers uh they get uh go to the concert saturday night free and the con and the the movie free awesome so that you know there's, there's a lot of different opportunities out there we always need help with something everything we do is for a good cause and we've got to be able to try to make money and not spend money um but this is all yeah as you said for a good cause yeah so so if they want to be a vendor if they want to be a volunteer uh they want some more information uh about the camping uh just or or the conference give me a call 479-216-8639 or they can check out our website and which is blue zipline farm.com beautiful website by the way oh, very very uh, uh, uh intuitive interactive i love it yeah uh, my friend christy fricker designed that she did an awesome job well it is yesterday it is great... was her birthday along with mine so we're like uh, besties and we have your birthday say. was yesterday yes well yes, happy was. birthday plus Thank one you, to you 28 years old yeah, again that, i was gonna say 25 but oh okay. yeah you know what yeah, it's you so know, it, it, it's nice to pretend to be older. I try to do that all the time. So it's. A- she did a great job on that website. But if you go there, click on, um, you'll see where it talks about the Washita Bigfoot Festival. Click on that, and it will give you uh, lots of information. I haven't added info on there yet about the movie 
but it is on our Facebook page, which you can search for. I think it's just Blue Zip, uh, the Blue Zipline and Farm, and find out info on there. Then we also have an event page, Washita Bigfoot Festival. Uh, you can go to that on Facebook as well. Great. Well, we're going to put links to all that stuff in oh, there yeah, too. So yeah, good. if you're listening to this and you're like, I didn't catch all that, don't worry. Just check yeah. the show notes. But, but hey, another thing on the vendors. Yeah. It's not just people like you making bracelets or candles. <laughs> if you make whatever, you know. Come on, I think we've got, you know, few, I think we're full on the candle vendors, but if you got t-shirts, caps, knives, um, whatever kind of arts and crafts, come on. And we also have the gun and knife show. So, that we'll have a, you know, two or three vendors uh with uh, you know, some exciting weaponry. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, antiques. What? What? My what wife got, would just love you know? to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only twenty five dollars to rent a twelve by twelve hmm. spot, which is good for two days. That's wonderful. I knew this was going to be a good conversation. I had no doubt it was going to be this fantastic and interesting. I even couple of goosebumps here or there from, oh, yeah. from some of those stories but uh um this is obviously going to be a very fantastic uh uh, uh event shelly i know you're very busy you got a lot to do to gear up for this conference here in just a couple of weeks mm-hmm. thank you so much for taking some time to talk to oh, me and hey. especially our listeners hey no problem thank you patrick it's such an honor uh to be invited and uh yeah i love what i do i i have an interesting life so, I I don't and, doubt it for a second, and I like to share that. Well, wonderful. I don't think this is the last time we're going to talk. No, I no, I think we're going to so. get together again, do some talking about the solar eclipse. Yes. Hey, yeah, we've got a great festival next year, April eighth. Four well, minutes, the eight day. seconds of totality. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, for anybody who's not uh, d- is not aware of that either, we are right smack dab in the path of totality mm-hmm. for the big great solar eclipse. And if you, if you're like, ah, I'll catch the next one, I think you're gonna have to wait like thirty or forty. Uh, I'll yeah. be dead before well, the next one happens. Two thousand forty four. There's a small one like up in like a little corner like Montana, Idaho, yeah, something. Yeah. Then there's another one in two thousand forty five, a little bit bigger area. So yeah, you do it now because you're gonna get hit by a bus tomorrow and you won't get to experience it. All right. Well, excellent. <laughs> Shelly, other than that, see you September 22nd and 23rd for the 2023 Washita Bigfoot Conference and Festival. Good luck. Can't wait to see you there. I know you'll be very busy, but maybe we can catch up again then, if anything. Oh, absolutely. We will. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did, and I hope I get to see you there at this year's Washita Bigfoot Festival. Hopefully, my Bigfoot costume will be in by then. A couple of notes before we wrap up today's episode. This goes without saying, but definitely check out next week's episode when we change tack a little bit and really focus in on it. A queen man and his ongoing efforts to better his community by building more athletic opportunities for youth here in southwest Arkansas. I've been keeping him waiting some time on this podcast, but the message and spirit you'll hear from him are timeless. This is going to be a treat, I promise, and I hope we'll build on the kind of spirit we're trying to highlight through this podcast. I also want to again thank everyone for their support of Casa Talk Chronicles as we try to spread the word. I want to thank Jen Albert for her graphic design talents and Tyler Massey for his audio engineering. Those two are making me look and sound better than I deserve. I want to also take a moment to thank our sponsors, DeQueen Auto Group, located conveniently on Colin Ray Drive in DeQueen. Give them a call at 870-642-3604 or better yet, stop by in person whether you're in the market for a new vehicle or just need to keep that old one running. 
Either way, the folks at DeQueen Auto Group are going to ensure you and your vehicle are well taken care of. And thanks to Smartphone EMT, find out why Smartphone EMT has established a solid reputation for quality repair and fun customer service specializing in smartphones and iPads. Convenient locations in DeQueen, Arkansas, Texarkana, Texas, and Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Check them out at SmartphoneEMT.com or visit them on Facebook. And of course, thanks especially to you, the listener. From me and everyone with the Washita Podcast Network, thanks for listening to Casa Talk Chronicles and make sure to check out the others at thewashitapodcast.com. Visit Casa Talk Chronicles on Facebook and email us at casatalkchronicles at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time.